The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good. Oh, Oh, yeah, you got special guests there. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, so excited to jump in on this uh, long family day weekend because, yeah, we do have a special guest. His name's Brian Hogman from Mission 35 Mortgages, online mission35.com. Yes, I'm Rick Samprin, Rob Golfie there. He is a sales representative. Remax is Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You know the phone number. And if you don't, maybe you're new to town. The number one Remax team in Canada is the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Call that number if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home online robgolfie.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com rob and brian good morning good morning that's it sounds like good morning, good morning. Yeah. right yeah. so so Love that I, movie. I, I gotta tell you a story okay. story time um the um i, I went on a, an evaluation on a house and this guy is is interviewing a lot of agents right and one team um, that he was interviewing said, you don't need staging. He, they don't believe in staging. They didn't believe in open houses. They didn't believe in brochures for the house. So basically <laughs> I just, I basically said, I don't like, I know who the team is. I'm not going to say who it is, but I just said, well, they don't do it because they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I says, if that's what you're looking for, um, then you are not getting the full exposure. Well, oh, there's getting, a cost to it too, right? Yeah, so, gonna do that. so I mean, we offer staging, we offer uh, brochures for the house, we offer, uh, we do open houses if they want open houses. It just depends on the on the uh, client. But if they don't believe in it, like I, I just, I just found, uh, like I just found it like ironic, and they were basically selling them the fact that staging does work and make a difference on a, on a house. Like we will go in, we're like, a, we're like a moving company. We go in and we, you know, take out what, what they have there or, or reset it and, and bring furniture in, put pictures on the walls and, and, and we redo the, the, uh, the main floor, especially. And, uh, and, and I can't believe they did that. And you know what it is because they don't do it and they can't compete against us. They couldn't compete, but, but don't say you don't, I don't know, like just what to say it doesn't work just to meet your own value proposition doesn't make sense. Right. And staging does work. I'll tell you from a guy, I'm a, I'm a vanilla guy. I can't see past anything. If it's an empty room, I can't, I can't envision it. I'm just not not oriented that way. I need to see. Yeah. Furniture is in there. Yeah. I need to see that couch I'm going to be sleeping on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Watching TV and falling asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Well, isn't it all just about presenting what it could look like to the next home buyer? Absolutely. They like it. It's got new furniture and they, and they, it, it makes them feel good and say, Hey, this, I like the way sometimes the furniture set up in a way that they would never, ever have done themselves. And they go, wow, this, the setup is nice here. So they would probably, and they would use the, they would keep those pictures and they would probably buy pretty close to the same furniture sometimes and set up the living room or, or, or whatever, a family room, the way we had it staged. And it's funny with staging too, cause it kind of, it, it, it puts in your mind how you'd like to live, but probably not how you will live. Like I remember when we bought our house, it has a balcony on it 
And I remember, I don't know if you know about this with balconies, but everybody pictures themselves using that balcony yeah, yeah. and having the morning cup of coffee yeah. on the balcony. It, it doesn't time, happen. You know how many times I've done that? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking at a house with a balcony, don't, you're, yes, it does feel like you could say to yourself, look, honey, we could sit on the balcony. <laughs> and it'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> we could sit on the balcony and have a, have a coffee out here in the morning. And that never happens. Right. <laughs> so anyway, but, but the balcony's nice. It looks good on the outside. Yeah. Rob, you had a, uh, an interesting meeting with some officials from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. What was that like? That was great. You know, actually, Brian set that up uh, to, to, uh, for our whole team to look at it. And uh, it's exactly they, like the, the past was right. They, they did say the last quarter of last year was pretty stale. And it, it basically, in my, I use the word dormant as, as, uh, as, as the word for last, yeah. the last quarter last year. But they do feel that the, there's a positive outlook coming ahead. Uh, people are coming back uh, into the market. Uh, they're starting to buy. Um, there is a, a little bit of a, a, a shortage of homes still, um, but they truly feel, CMHC feels that um, uh, the, the market's going to pick back up now. And yeah. I know, and I know there's a, there's a, there's articles out there in the newspaper saying uh, Toronto still got a crash and stuff. We bottomed. I really, truly feel we bottomed. Uh, and that's what CMHC was saying as well, too, right? They ended yeah. up saying like they feel that there might be a bit of a flat line for the beginning of this year, which we've kind yeah. of seen, yeah. you know, the first quarter going into quarter two. But what they also said, too, which I believe is and I see it is that there's a lot of pent up demand. A lot of people still kind of like sitting on the sidelines. I feel some of them got off the sidelines when they saw rates pause. Yeah. And they're kind of like, ooh, I think we're at the peak now and at yeah. the bottom, so we'll jump in. But then I still think there's a lot of people waiting to see a rate drop. And, you know, I don't think it's going to happen this spring. It'll no. probably happen in the summertime, maybe. It, yeah. They got to control. They got to control the inflation. And they, and they got to be careful. And, and, and obviously, the, the, the government is in a uh, tough situation because they need housing, but right. they don't want inflation. Now, in order to get housing built, they need to lower the interest rates. Right. So it's, 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 we're in a, I don't want Tiff's job. He's been doing a pretty good job that yeah. Tiff, but I don't <laughs> want his job. That's for no, sure. no. So, but it, but I think the, op, the, uh, outlook by Canada mortgage and housing was, uh, from what I got the vibe from it was optimistic, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. see that they have a optimistic outlook on our housing market. You know, it's the biggest wealth builder for Canadians. Canadians are not going to run from housing. Canadians are still going to be buying housing. They're still going to be investing in housing. Um, but I think it's going to take, a little bit more time this year uh, yeah, to see the yeah, to see I, the free for all. I think the worst has happened, yeah. and I, I really do. Uh, the, the only thing is, housing prices. I think that yeah, you're right. They kind of they're flatlining. Well, you know the interesting stat that I really like because people saw. Remember, he talked about how housing prices shot up March twenty, like when twenty twenty two. Yeah, March twenty twenty two. We had at our peak because that's yeah. when interest rates started. Yeah. And he said, "Do you think that we are above or below?" March of 2022. Remember that? And he said, and no, March, 2020. Oh, March of 2020. Yeah. 2020. He said, oh, we're, still, right. yeah, March 2020. we're still, we're still up from March of 2020. Uh, over up, 20%. He said, yeah, actually. So like, we're, we're like, we're still good on track. And, uh, like, so, so, and to put that in perspective is it's all that price increase that we saw, which was a lot, yeah. a lot in a short yeah. period of time. But then we saw a lot of decrease. Yeah. 
if you owned a home for the past five years, five years, if you bought five years ago, you're still up on average yeah. 20% on that yeah. investment, even yeah. though you saw the peak and the yeah. drop yeah. and now yeah. the flat line. It's just the people that bought in between, especially in, in 2021 and in the beginning of the first quarter or first half of 2022. Yeah. Okay. You guys paid a lot, but you guys were looking for a house to live in and, and have your family. But but in, in five years, you'll look at that as, oh, wow, we got a good deal in our house now. We could say that, <laughs> Correct. you know, but it, inflate, like, like I said, house prices double every 10 years. I say that all the time and, and it has come true in every instance. And actually house prices are doubling even less than every 10 years in some cases now. That was also a time, you know, even, you know, 2021, especially certainly 2020, 2021, and probably a little bit 2022 was still a, a little bit of a time of uncertainty in terms of where the market was going. And a lot of people were jumping in. I'm sure you saw this, Rob and, and Brian jumping in because they were thinking, well, how much higher are the prices going to go? I better get in now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. That, yeah. that was, that was, you know, there was something in the water there in 2020 and 2021, right? Real estate was the hottest investment. Uh, you know, it was only available to go up. It would never go down. That was everybody's mantra. That's why we've seen some, some issues with people that have over leveraged. Yeah. I know that's yeah. been in the news oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Too. So, but I think, you know what, it, it just bodes well that it is a tried test and true investment and always have a long-term goal, have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan for your real estate, your mortgage is going to get paid down. You'll see some rates go up and down, but you'll be fine over the course of time. So long as you buy something that's within your payments, it always comes back down to that. Buy something within your budget and you will be fine with it. Yeah. Back to the one thing I've got. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, the one thing I've got coming up is I've got a, a, a commercial mortgage. This is at 3.2%. Oh boy. It, it, that's going to hurt a little the, bit. The, the renewal, the renewal is coming up in uh, August. <laughs> oh boy. I know a good mortgage guy. I'll, I'll see if he can get a deal for it. <laughs> okay. The renewal. I got I got I got I got Yeah. You know what? Brian, we should start Brian, looking at that now, Brian, Rob. Brian, Brian, Brian's got, Brian's got the billboards. I mean, I'm actually going to take them up on this. It says better, better than the banks guaranteed. So I, I think that. I may have to take them up on that. The, the guarantee is not right, Rob. We're very stringent on that with <laughs> yes. the regulator. Okay. Just saying we are not, we are better than the banks when it comes down to our solutions, yeah. 24 hour solutions, I'd never said rate. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. That's the fine print there. <laughs> this, uh, this, this pairing on the, uh, this pairing on the golfy real estate though comes at a good time because I was at, um, upper James and Fennel and there's a side-by-side -side <laughs> billboard combo of both golfy and, and mission 35. It's amazing. Yeah, that looks good. I, I, you know what? Well, Rob, you said this this works, so yeah. I'm fo I'm following the smartest guy I know with lead. So I get a, I get know. a commission on every billboard he buys. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, let me let me ask you about the CMHC update. Was that just market specific to Hamilton, Burlington, or did they spread out a little bit more than that? Uh, more southwestern Ontario, uh, but they're going to be coming out in April. Um, with the actually, what what what, what did it? Uh, what's his name? Anthony. 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 Yeah, he said he, he said he was coming out in April for the uh the, for the housing outlook. Yeah, oh, the so outlook. They're going to do right now. They're sort of looking at the past performance, and he was sort of giving the the indications of yeah, what he, they're yeah. going to be looking at and talking about. But then they'll actually have the formal report in April for the 2024 and, outlook. And they said the government uses their. Uh, stats and mm -hmm. information to gauge of housing starts and everything else like that. Cause CMHC, uh, you know, they track everything really well. So the government uh, actually uses their information to see, you know, how the housing, uh, um, outlook or housing situation is happening in, uh, 
in in Canada or even in Ontario. So that's good. They'll take that into consideration because like the the housing starts have definitely you know they're slowing down, yeah. right? Uh, we see the shortage there. So I, we'll see how that bodes with uh, with Tip Mafkalim and the boys when it comes down to the Bank of Canada meeting. Well, number one, if you want uh, mortgage solutions that are better than the banks, head online to mission35.com and chat with Brian and his team at Mission 35 Mortgages. And if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfie team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. When we come back, we'll talk about house prices. Where are they heading in the near and distant future? You're listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700 and get the Golfie marketing machine working for you because if you want to buy a home or sell yours, you got to contact the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfie team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F. I.com. Check them out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook threads, and X. And if you're looking to renew your mortgage or get a new one, Brian Hogman is here from Mission 35 Mortgages, online mission35.com. Let's get into house prices because there is, and I was scouring the internet on, you know, where prices are going and everyone is saying, uh, the, the market is turning the corner, but where are prices going? And we kind of referenced it in our first segment, the Bank of Canada, looking at inflation, uh, looking at its key interest rate. And the suggestion or the intimation is if inflation continues to fall, but housing um, continues to get more active, what does the Bank of Canada do with interest rates, which are going to have an impact on the housing market? It clearly had over the last number of months. Where, where are you guys sitting on this? Well, I, I do think the market has picked up, especially over the last quarter of last year. There's no doubt, and it has moved up. There's some houses that, surprisingly, um, that didn't sell last year are selling now. Uh, some of them had to do some price adjustments, but um, I do see houses uh, that, you know, if they're well taken care of, uh, they're updated. And, and, like, there was one house that uh, came up that we had was a bungalow. Um, had an in-law suite downstairs. It was it, it was kind of half updated and half uh, uh, dated, but it sold fairly quick uh, because it was meticulously maintained. And uh, so people, it, it sold within I think I think within uh, two weeks. And and I mean they didn't get the full price. I mean they they they, they did it did sell for the price that we thought it would sell for. It should have been listed at. And, uh, but, but yeah, like those, those houses are selling. Now, when I say didn't sell for full price, they were overpriced probably about 30, 40,000. Mm. So, and, but they did get what the market value, uh, that I said they would probably get for it. And, and, and they didn't lose that deal because of that. So those houses are selling, people are coming back to the market. Um, unit numbers are, are climbing 
and uh, just people, just you know what? Like we've had such a negative, uh, you know, with information people are reading about, you know, the housing is is dropping, it's dropping, and some of it's still out there that's saying Toronto is is going to crash. It's already crashed. Like I, like yeah, so it, it just depends. Some areas, you know, there's adjustments, maybe two to three percent, four percent up and down, but it is moving, and things are 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 going to continue and it, and it may jump up and down three, four percent throughout the year. But I, I think it's going to climb though, especially towards the end of the year. I think you're going to see a, a hotter fall market, summer, hot, hot, a summer fall market than you, than, than a spring market. Cause if they don't change interest rates, you're going to see the interest rates change. People are going to say, you know what? looks like things are coming down. Let's start. Let's, let's get into the market. Well, another, another big thing when it comes down to the market changing in summer, fall and coming back to interest rates is affordability. Because interest rates are so high right now, and we have the stress test. A lot of the pre-approvals we do, they walk in really, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But at the end of the day, because you're qualifying at such a high interest rate, you got to qualify at two points above the contract rate. So if you're getting a rate of six, you're qualifying at eight. Yeah. If you're getting a rate of five, you're qualifying at seven. If you want to take a variable, you're qualifying at eight or nine. Yeah. So what ends up happening here is the amount that they can actually approve for is is less than what they want. Yeah. So. What's going to happen, and this is another reason for that pent-up demand too, there's people sitting around on the sidelines still a bit, even though there's people that can get in. But when that rate drops a quarter or a half, that could be another $25,000, $50,000 of borrowing power yep. that that buyer's going to get. So now what happens is, you know, and, and I know I sometimes sound like a, <laughs> like a cheesy sales guy when I say buy now, but yeah. the reality is, is because yeah. when those rates do drop a bit, you will get more buyers in the market yeah. that will be able to qualify for more money. Yeah. So in essence, that will create the market to go up again because now if I can now afford a seven fifty or an eight hundred thousand dollar house instead of a seven, well now I'm competing for higher higher houses. So and I think that's what we end up seeing when that does happen, whether it's summertime, whether it's fall, I don't think we'll see it in the spring. Yeah. Just based on inflation, it seems to be still ticking along. But when we do see that, that will cause that bump again. Well the other thing is I remember somebody in the in the uh, in on the team asked, will they ever drop the uh, stress test? And Anthony said, you know what? He says, I don't think so, but you never know what happens, but I don't think that'll ever change. I think that's what saved us through this it's true. tough time. Yeah. Like, I mean, can, can you imagine if we didn't have a stress test? So you got this mortgage, you had to approve for 2% more. Uh, meanwhile, interest rates actually went 4% more. Right. And so like, at least we had a 2% buffer because otherwise if they had a, like like a, a six percent or five percent buff, like uh, it, it went up. Like look at me, I've, I've got the three point two. That's a com- that's it a should have had a five percent stress. That, yeah, that's a commercial. That's a commercial uh, uh, interest rate. So right. now my like commercial is higher than the residential. Yeah, but, that'll be closer to seven. Yeah, six, like uh, six, seven, yeah, I'm going from three point two to probably six and a half to seven. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to feel that real hard when that comes in. So, yeah. And, and I think to Anthony's point there too, the, the government and everything like that, they have to be really careful because every move they make has unintended consequences. And if they end up changing the stress test to make it easier, if they make mortgage rules easier, if they do something on that side, people just typically utilize it to their advantage and buy more. Right. So it actually puts us more into debt, which the government doesn't necessarily want. So if, if they get rid of the stress test, we're going to buy more. Or if they alleviate it, we're going to buy more. Yeah. And all those things will drive the housing prices up. So I think the mortgage rules, regulations that we have right now, we're pretty much there. The hammer that they use is going to be the rates. 
yeah. right? Whether they raise it or lower it, that's the one that's going to be the big indication on the economy. So when it comes to rates and, and what the central bank does, there was a lot of talk earlier this year and, and late last year that, listen, it's probably going to be the spring when they make the decision to trim probably by a quarter of a percentage point. Now the discussion is, eh, it's probably going to be a little bit later than that, maybe this summer. What are you hearing? What, what's your intel telling you, Brian? Yeah, on that, it's because of the inflationary numbers, the job reports, right? So when, uh, when we end up seeing inflation not getting down to where the government wants to see it, that's why, we, that's why these interest rates keep getting pushed down the track. They're saying inflation, they want to get it down to the 3% uh, in the Fed, the states down there. We saw that still burning. So it basically means that people are still spending money. People are still moving things along. So it hasn't slowed down to the fact, it hasn't slowed down to that recessionary point that the government wants to see it in order to drop the rates. It is still hot enough for them to say it's not the right time in order to reduce the interest rate. So uh, a key number that's going to be coming out is next Tuesday. You look at the CPI, that number, if that number comes out higher than expected, it's probably going to push it out longer for a rate cut. Yeah. If that number comes down lower than expected, I don't think it'll move to spring, but then it'll really come down to uh, remarks. I always like to see what Tiff Macklem says. You know, he says one thing, but what are you really saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, where he's where he, he might give us a scolding in March and say, guys, girls, if we don't slow down spending, I might raise those rates again. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I think I think that inflationary number is going to be an indication of, and what he says. Um, will be a good predictor into the future. And the other thing for people to, to realize here too is that in the background, every time these things happen, the fixed interest rates move. Every time we talk about rates, we talk about the variable rate going up or going down or cutting the variable rate. But the longer that these expected rate cuts get moved out, fixed rates creep up again. So, you know, if you're locking yeah. into a five-year for those people that want security, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of different, you know, camps on this as to what the best rate is. But if you want that security, make sure you're always locking in a five-year rate as soon as possible if you have a mortgage coming up for renewal because high inflation numbers will push up that five-year fixed rate if you have a renewal coming. So even though rates have not moved, the fixed rates are moving in the background. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. And call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, at 905 575 7700 if you're in the market to buy a house or sell your home. And our special guest today is Brian Hogman from Mission 35 Mortgages. Online mission35.com. Zucasa out with a a look at whether buying or renting is the way to go here in Canada. And what it did is it analyzed 26 markets using the average price of a one and two bedroom rental unit and compared it with mortgages that were calculated assuming a 20% down payment and a fixed five-year rate of 4.84% over 25 years. And that, that sounds like a pretty good rate right now. And what it found was that Winnipeg was the only market in which renting was more affordable than uh, the mortgage. And uh, it also noted that most markets here in Canada, Hamilton, Burlington, Toronto, Vancouver, the list goes on and on, renting is cheaper than a mortgage. What, what do you make of this study? Yeah, like it's, I, I get it. Like uh, sometimes you wonder... Uh, are the renters, <laughs> especially in this market, uh, 
the rent would be cheaper than a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things, and the, and the one thing they don't have to deal with is uh, the maintenance of the house. They don't have to deal, like they just have to pay for uh, heat and hydro and, uh, and, and the rent. Yeah. And uh, so they're, they're basically, sometimes they're in a, in a good situation, but the, the thing about renting, if you're renting a house, you, you can end up getting evicted anytime because if the landlord wants to sell, then you're, you're done unless you sign a five-year lease with him or, or whatever. So that's, that, that's the, that's the unpredictable uh, thing about renting. And, and the old mom, pop landlord, they would keep the house for 30 years and let you yeah. rent there for three. If you were a, a, a long-term renter, they would let you stay there. As long as you paid the rent on time, they didn't care. They didn't even raise your rent. But now uh, the way inflation is and everything, um, it's, it, it's renting is still a little cheaper, but this is what I would do. I would, I would rent a house and then buy another house and rent that to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually, you'll be ahead of the game doing that. You I know? just, you know, I just talked to a friend of mine right now who, um, she ends up having a house, her family's coming over and stuff like that. And she needs more space. She's got a condo. Mm-hmm. And she's going to keep the condo, rent out the condo, and rent a house. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, she doesn't want to get out of the housing yeah, market. She yeah. has to continue to build the wealth, but she's going to go rent a house for cheaper than what she can buy it. That's right. Oh. So that, sometimes that that's the way to go because you don't have all those other expenses that that arise of being a homeowner. Now the key thing is, if you're buying a house, you're buying. You should always think of buying and long term. Buy it long term, and long term you bet you benefit from it. It uh, just just because of the fact. Because of the fact, like you have to put new shingles eventually, new furnace and everything, and that just helps the the increase of value of the house as over time. If you maintain it, you'll do well. But if you if you don't, then you know you're not going to do as well as your neighbors are doing on on the house. So I, I just think you know what the if you look at Canadians well, majority of it is in real estate, yeah. and that's because it's just the easiest way to save. When when I try to put away fifty bucks a week, a hundred bucks a week. 200 bucks a month. And then the car breaks down. It comes out of my savings. That's right. And then it's gone. Right. Yeah. But when I own a home and I'm paying off $500 or a thousand or $1,500 a month off a of principal, even if the house doesn't go up, I'm paying down the mortgage principal. My wealth is going up because yeah. if my car breaks down, I can't access it that easily. Yeah. I just can't. Right. So I get, but I think too, it's easy to get stuck in the rental trap. It's kind of like if you lease a car, it's hard to buy one after because if yeah. you lease one, you give back the lease and you get another lease. You don't have to have a down payment. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like you yeah. keep going. Yeah. When you rent, you still, even though it's a little bit cheaper, how are you going to save up? You know, yeah. like it's still, you're still paying for these other expenses. So I think it's, yes, it is cheaper, um, but that's today. I think in the long run, I still believe that it's it, it, for most people. Home ownership, absolutely. For uh, most yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most, and I'll tell you, most millionaires, they made their wealth through, uh, through real estate. Like that's, I, I, I isn't it, there's gotta be a, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it's like 90, 95% of uh, millionaires, uh, it's real estate that uh, started with their wealth. I bet you it's probably almost like 100% of unintended millionaires. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people that end up becoming millionaires yeah. because they bought a house and they worked really hard, they saved up some money, they got an RSP, mm-hmm. they did all the right yeah. things, but then they said, oh my gosh, honey, the house is worth $1.2 yeah, million yeah, dollars yeah. now and we only got a $200,000 mortgage. Yeah, no kidding. Everybody's a yeah. millionaire now. But, but, <laughs> but that's over 10 years, yeah, 15 yeah, years, yeah, right? That's yeah. over time. So. And you hit the nail on the head in terms of the two words, down payment. And there is a housing researcher mm-hmm. from the University of Ottawa who said it would take the average young person 22 years in Ontario to save up for a 20% down payment on a home. So that's a heck of a long time. And think 
think where the rental rates yeah. would be, you know, in 22 years. <laughs> like that's, it's an astronomical amount of time. Right. It, 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 and it, I, it, it is, it, it is, it, it is tough unless you've got family that can help your friends. Um, the, uh, it, uh, great thing is they have that. Now, if you don't have that, it's tough. They, mm-hmm. they, they're behind the, the eight ball, but there's a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of baby boomers out there uh, had to help their kids um, with, uh, but that's with not the new. Payment. I think that's happened for years. You're that's right. Not, that's not just you're, today. you're right. You're like right. 20 years. Like yeah. I remember my dad saying you had to borrow money from my grandpa. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's house, right. right. That's right. So this is not a new thing. No, no, it isn't. But it's, it's just it, more it, money. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more money. But I, but I think, but I think it's even more now. Yeah. Like you're right. You're right. Yep. Uh, uh, back like 30, 40, 50 years ago, even longer, people did borrow from their parents and they got the down payment. Uh, to, to help buy the house, but I think it's it's way more now than it's it true. was before. It, it, and 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 totally, I like fair. You know, back then that was three thousand dollars. Right now, yeah. it's three hundred thousand. Yeah. I think the idea with the down payment though too is like I think people just need to number one, you don't have to have twenty percent, right? Like if you bought a house for under five hundred thousand, it's five percent. If you buy it for between five hundred thousand and a million, um, it's around six and a half seven percent, depending on on what you purchase for. And then lastly as well too. Pull your resources, buy with a friend, live yeah. in a duplex. Yeah. Like yeah. these are options to get into home ownership still. Absolutely. Golfy Real Estate Show continues right after this. We're going to get into Generation Z or Z, I guess, on this side of the border and what their real estate game plan is. Learn more next on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Siskartman Realty, the Golfy team, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. And if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. All over social media, check out the Golfy team on Facebook, Threads, X, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Our special guest today is Brian Hogman from Mission 35 Mortgages. Check out their website, mission35.com. Let's get to Generation Z, those individuals who are between the ages of 12 and 27. What is their real estate game plan? Yeah. <laughs> do they, do they have one? <laughs> more, they're, they're, yeah, they're more resilient. I think they are more resilient, and I think they're going to be better, better savers because I think the, uh, uh, I think the millennials are 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 the spenders, and the Gen Zs. They, I, I don't think they're going to care about the the Gucci's and yeah. and uh, all that kind of stuff. They're going to be more like, hey, we we want we we just want a small place. We don't care more uh, lifestyle. Well, yeah, like they, more- they, they're more like uh, travel, enjoying the weekends, hiking, and stuff like that. Uh, not having the luxury things like the the big house, like or the, the the work to live, not live to work. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're gonna find that with the uh, the Gen Zs because they're they don't want to see the the hustle and bustle. Like who was telling me when they went? Um, I can't remember if they they uh, they moved to the East Coast or or was it uh, uh, Europe? Uh, they uh, they they, uh, 
found that the pace here mm. was real fast. It mm. took him a while to get back on pace to the like the Ontario fast track pace. <laughs> yeah. So that's what the Gen Zs are. They're not looking. They, they're going to try to find a way. Listen, I want to work my schedule. And those guys, you know, they stay up at late at night doing work, and and they prefer to probably work out of their house. And instead of and instead of coming in for nine to five, they're going to say, well, I'll work, um, you know, from, you know, 10 o'clock at night till four in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, whatever their time clock uh, is, that's what they want to work instead of just instead of working the time clock of their employer. Yeah. And I, I think they'll probably fall into two camps as, as most do similarly, the ones that will be extremely resourceful. And the ones that'll say, okay, let's like, uh, like we said, pool resources, let's live together. Me and Rob, you know, we're going to get a duplex together on Tuckett street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll live there. You take bedroom one. I'll take bedroom two. Okay. Yeah. We'll rent out bedroom three. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you'll get resourceful and you'll pool, pool the money together for the down payment. Or you'll have ones that uh, the ones that I just get frustrated to see are the ones that say it'll never happen for me. And, and I, I understand it's difficult, but there'll be ones that like, that have already discounted the idea of home ownership that have already said it'll never happen. Yeah. Which I think is unfortunate. I know it's difficult. I know it's a challenge, but I think there are ways to make it happen. So this demographic is not necessarily looking at big city, downtown, small footprint. No, no, they're, they're looking at very simple, very simple, uh, like it could be a small townhouse with a, just a little courtyard back backyard that fits an umbrella and a table. And, uh, and that's it. Like there, th- that generation there, uh, is going to be very simple. And, and I don't know, Brian, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but sometimes I think some of these luxury homes in, in 20, 30 years from now, they may be more difficult to sell hmm. than they are now. I don't know. Like, it just depends on, on lifestyle of people. Like, it depends what you're raised with. Like, it just depends on your thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody, like everybody's different now. Like yeah. everybody, like yeah. it's just, you know, they're thinking environment, they're thinking, you know, it's, it's a totally different mindset. And, and I, I you know, they'll, they'll They'll look at it like it's having an airplane and, you know, like uh, Taylor Swift flying, you know, a jet set around the world and she's blowing all this fuel yeah. and stuff. Like they're, they're going to look at that and yeah. say, well, I sh- I, I, why should I have a big house, you know, burning all the uh, heat and hydro and, you know, just, just, I don't Do know. Do you think then the six-year-old Gen Z in the luxury home then would say, listen, in order to make this luxury home more efficient, it's got seven bedrooms, let's chop it up. Do you think they would say, let's I, chop I, it I up know, and make it I, like I, I don't, I don't, th- I think they're, I think those luxury, big luxury homes are going to be tougher to sell. There's going to be less buyers in that, in that price point. Well, I also think there'll be less of them, right? That's because right. The that's way, right. Like I know we saw on the CMEC outlook too, uh, all the building that's going on are probably 80 to 90% of the buildings are condos and multifamily yeah. apartments. So the single family is going to be the It the is going to be the luxury. That's right. That is going to be the yeah. luxury. Yeah. Probably your three-bedroom house, two-story <laughs> house, be the luxury home. 2,400 square foot that's, home is like, wow, you live in a... You live in a detached home? Yeah. Wow. Like, well, because to build them is not the highest and best use of no, the land for a builder, yeah. right? It's expensive. And yeah, people aren't building them anymore, supply and demand. Yeah. That's oh, interesting. So the luxury home may change I, the, I, I, the, I, today's bungalow. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. No kidding. Just, just reading in this report, Gen Z actively looking for competitive mortgage rates and flexible financing solutions. So Brian, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Well, they are very, very savvy and kudos to them. I'm glad they are. Right. And I think it's like they are, they are doing all their research online. They're looking it up. They're finding information. So when they do get to us, it actually is great because we love having an educated client. When an educated client comes in, they have great questions. 
right? And then we're able to guide them and give them the peace of mind to make sure that they make the right decision. So I think it's, uh, they, but they are very, very savvy and it's good too. It puts the banks in check because the banks that, that send out the renewal without any discount on it, well, now they might have to find another strategy. There you go. There you go. When we come back, we're going to talk about some things that can impact the value of your home when you decide to put it on the market. That is next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and Policies of 900 CHML. One more go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. You'll be calling the number one Remax team in Canada online, robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. If you're looking for a new mortgage, want to renew your mortgage, go to Brian Hogman and his team at Mission 35 Mortgages, online mission35.com. Let's get into home values and some of the things that could detract from that value, or at least bring it down a little bit in some people's minds. And there are various things that can put your home in that category. Um, The first one, and probably the, the biggest one, would be location, would it not? Location is a huge factor, and that's why even even with investors, location is a huge factor. So if you're in a in a tough neighborhood and you're buying as an investment, you're going to deal with tough tenants. That's just the way it is. So true. Yeah. So uh, location, it, it, they always say, you know, location, location, location. So location is important, uh, so much so. Uh, so that's the key factor up there. So now, hopefully, uh, a lot of out of town buyers, not out of country buyers that come into the area, uh, they deal with an, a realtor that knows you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the city. And because you don't want to be an agent that, uh, no, you don't want to be a buyer coming into a a city and the agent has no clue of what, what the areas are. And then you end up buying in an area where there's, you know, crack houses everywhere. And, uh, and then, and then you got to deal with that. And, uh, and, and I know a story of that 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 actually did happen in, uh, on William street. Uh, somebody bought a house and they, they regret it. Um, they purchased the house uh, and that house, that, that street was like really bad for drugs and everything. Nice couple, you know, came from out of town. Uh, husband goes to work every day. Guess what? The wife ends up on crack. Oh my so God. So bad, bad situation. That realtor should not have sold a house on that street. And that realtor did not even know the street because he, that realtor was from out of town, had no clue and, and, and basically ruined this family. And I feel bad for for the for the husband i feel bad for the the wife but guess what that that marriage just d- dissolved and it's over and who knows what where their life is this happened about t- 15 years ago oh wow so anyway so that so location location is is one factor and another one is uh just clutter get rid of the clutter yeah comes back to staging yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing worse you know when you're looking you're house hunting and you step into someone's home and there's just stuff everywhere uh, and, and you, I think when you see that, you think instant discount. I think if yeah, I were a buyer, yeah, yeah. it's messy. I'm thinking these guys do not even have the time to clean. They must really want to sell. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. lowball this house yeah. because they don't care and they need to sell. That's yeah. that's kind of the, the thought I would get. The more they can see the house, the corners, the uh, all the way around, the the better it is. Like when when we walk in into a house, and I tell them if you're going to make a messy room in the house. 
do the garage. If you have a garage, I don't care if it is stacked to the ceiling, it's fine. Just Mm. put it in a garage because everybody knows it's a garage. Everybody knows it's got four walls, three walls and a garage door. (laughs) Uh, They know that's going to be emptied out. So just fill the garage. That's really good advice. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, like if you got no place to put it, put it in the garage. It it doesn't matter because they know it's a garage. It's not. It's not like they're going to live in there. And half the people that buy houses with garage never use the garage anyway. They just put their junk in there. (laughs) Their storage locker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Going through a list of um, what things can impact your home's value when you uh, decide to put it on the market, even before we step into the home. Curb appeal is massive. Oh, curb appeal is huge. Um, uh, people make their first decision on curb appeal. It's like, hey, you're at the uh, you're at a, a restaurant or a club, and you and, and somebody sees a guy or a girl, and they look at each other, and say, hey, that's a good looking person there. I knew you were going to bring it to dating, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. <laughs> that's a good looking person. I want to I want to I want to date that person. That's how that it, it gets you in the front door. That's right. <laughs> if, yeah. If if the if the exterior doesn't look great, guess what? You don't want to go in the interior. So, but uh, but anyway. Um, but the thing is, uh, curb appeal is huge landscaping, you know, just clean up, cut the grass, trim the, trim the grass, do all that stuff. Make sure the, you know, the fence is painted. You don't want peeling fencing and stuff like that. Like the picket fence and stuff like that. So another one on this list and my wife and I experienced this when we were house hunting, uh, 20 years ago, which is hard to believe, but odors, you know, we went into one particular home and the couple was actually in the home when we came to see it and they were cooking something that I still don't know to this day what it was, but we didn't like the smell and it really turned us off on the property. Oh yeah. Um, we had one client, they had a couple of dogs and they, uh, like they had an unfinished basement, but they let the dogs go to the washroom in the basement. Oh, oh I've seen that with oh, cats too. Like the cats smell I'm that. telling you, oh, why, yeah. why? And they get used to it. it like if you, they the people they look in the house, it. they don't smell it. They don't right? smell it. Yeah. So I, and I had to talk to these people. I said, guys, listen, you're going to have to have these dogs go outside or you're going to have to clean up after this dog after every time he goes. And yeah. like, like it, the, the smell was embedded into the paint, the wood and everywhere else. So, I mean, what are you going to do? So somebody's, and, and just because you like the food doesn't mean everybody likes <laughs> yeah, the food you exactly. do, right? Like yeah. it's, but everybody likes chocolate chip cookies. That's yes. what is the universal one, yeah. right? Or a nice fresh <laughs> loaf of bread. That would be another good one too. Yep. Also on yep. the list of uh, repairs, you know, fix some simple things like leaky faucets or peeling paint. And of course, colors. We've always talked about uh, putting a fresh coat of paint on the inside of your home, maybe even the outside too, if that uh, is the case. And that'll uh, take you to where you need to go in terms of selling your house. If you have to renew your mortgage looking for a new mortgage, head over to mission35.com. And if you want to sell your home or in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob com. Thanks for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceedings was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.